get it to Yossi. Now Ellis closes, shoots, he scores! Game over! Ryan Ellis! This is episode 64 of the Liberty L. Daniel Deemer here with Chris Stompo. As always, how are you, buddy? Dude, this is what we've been waiting for. Ryan and Ellis. more importantly, this is what we've been preaching. Yes, Not patience. to be that guy, but just for a quick second, I'm going to be that guy. We we kept saying it. Like, the cup just got handed out. Chill out. Voracek's about to be eating a sub in Seattle. Either him and or Ellis JVR. And Ellis is in orange and black. I, I still can't believe it. I mean, I've been texting you the past... 10 12 hours like yo ryan ellis is a philadelphia fight like even the even the flyers themselves tweeted out this morning ryan ellis is a philadelphia like i feel like everybody in philadelphia right now is still on cloud nine it's he went out and got a guy dude like ryan ellis isn't like, i know matt niskanen wasn't the biggest signing when we first got him people were too crazy about him but like he ended up working out and he ended up fitting in beautifully with us ryan ellis is matt niskanen times like 100 Brian Ellis is a really good hockey player on top of just being a sturdy defenseman. I'm so excited to watch him and Pro Rob just eat minutes for the rest of the – until I'm fucking 30, dude, honestly. Exactly. And Charlie O'Connor at the press conference even asked, he was like, does this kind of fill that hole for Niskanen that you said that you couldn't fill before? And he was like, yeah, they're kind of different players, but I guess in a sense – the way they are stabilizers. Yes. It fits in. But like you just said, it's it's literally the Niskanen move. It's like the same vibe as the Niskanen move, but like on crack, bro. It's just leveled up. Like it's it's You said it best last night when we were talking. You were like, not only is Ryan Ellis a good hockey player, but what he's going to do just by stabilizing everything back there, like how that's going to help Travis Sanheim, how that's gonna help Ivan Provorov, Cam York, guys like that. It's not only does he help the line that he's on, but he just bolsters everybody around. He's going to stabilize the defense back. There. I really do. This is a fantastic move by Chuck Fletcher. Right Suck. before the uh, right before the the freeze too. Like oh, I did I know, not expect incredible. it. Gives us that little little off season appetizer before the yeah. freeze, bro. It's beautiful. I'm laying in bed. Six year deal at six mil. You don't have to worry about extending this guy forever. No, honestly, like it's, that's done. Yeah. His, and to get that for an undrafted defenseman and a guy who we think is a bust is is such a win, and I don't understand how anyone can see it otherwise. I mean, we're acknowledging, like, yeah, Phil Myers can be a great player. Everyone knows that. He could be a good defenseman, mm-hmm. but you have to give to get, dude. That's just what it is. You can't hold on to everybody. I've been saying it all offseason. I don't know where I saw it on Twitter, but it was beautifully said. It, the facts are you just got a guy in Ryan Ellis that's going to come in here and stabilize the defense like I just said but you got a guy who's been a top five right-handed defenseman in the league for years for I mean let's be real for two guys who weren't good last year at all if you can make that trade 10 times out of 10 you do it every single time if you can do a Ryan Ellis for two guys who were not good in it uh last year Nolan Patrick can still have a bounce back career like he's only what 21 22 years old maybe a new a new place, a reset kind of helps him. Phil Myers, I think, is still going to be a pretty good defenseman. I mean, he's 24 years old, right-handed, tall, he can skate like the wind. I mean, like that's always going to be valuable in the league, but these are two guys who did not have good seasons last year. I mean, Nolan Patrick had nine points in 50-something games, and when you can flip that for a guy that can come in here and bring what Ellis is going to bring, I, I think it's a home-run shot. I think it's a great start to the offseason. He's definitely not done yet. He still has that first overall pick. He could still dangle Morgan Frost. I would rather not now that you just traded your arguably your number one center prospect. I know Nolan Patrick wasn't on everybody's I mean, I know Nolan Patrick was on everybody's shit list, but 
if you really look at it, he he was the number one like pro not not prospect, but he's a young center, and the only one that you have left from that 2017 draft is Morgan Frost. So. I mean, we'll see what they do with that. I'm only open to moving Frost if it brings back somebody who can come in. I mean, like, a big-time player is going to be here for the next couple of years. But, I mean, we've talked about that. It's exciting, man. One thing I thought that was really cool in the press conference is when he Chuck really stressed that. He's like, this is not a sign that, like, we were not giving up on Nolan. Like, he said, I mm-hmm. still believe in him. still think he could be a great player. He, was, he basically just was just about making the team. I like the way Chuck has been handling this, man. So professional, as a GM should, of course. But, like... The way he has like that talk with Voracek, and it's just it's a nice talk where they understand. And I like the way Chuck's moving right now, man. I really I, do. And and to um, get back on the Ellis trade for one quick second, mm-hmm. what, if, what we always talk about how right-handed defensemen are the most valuable assets in the league. Like they're they're the hardest to get yes. on the market. Right-handed def- and especially when you get a top pairing, right-handed defenseman for like we said an undrafted defenseman and a guy who we th- all thought was a bust. So. Yeah, it's just two two guys who just didn't have a good year last year. I mean, you're selling you're selling Myers and Patrick at their lowest, and they brought you back Ellis. So I mean, if you can do that trade, ten times out of ten, like I said, you do it every single time. Ellis is a good defenseman. He had a down year last year, um, according to his according to his usual play. But I mean, he came back in the playoffs and he had he had what six points in what I say. Danny, he had six points in seven games in the playoffs when he came back. I think might have been six games. Uh, five, five, five points. Six. Yeah, five and six. You're right. One goal, four assists, five points in six games. So I'm excited just to see that guy in orange and black. Another ginger added to the team. Don't know if uh, <laughs> I know. Like, what is it? I don't that? know if Voracek's going to be leaving, so we might have one departing. But then you have Cam York coming up, who's the ginger. So just a constant cycle. You got Allison. You got G. Couturier is a ginger too, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Collecting them, bro. I, it, se- it really seems like it. Like, we have David all Costa. the notable gingers in the league. <laughs> it's funny. It is funny. Um, Something we were talking about before the show is the potential of getting Voracek or JVR plus getting Ghost Salary off the books and what that could open up, given the fact that we still have all of our assets in the draft available to, to go to the sandbox with. And I don't know... It's all speculation at this point. I can't really like say who the Flyers are going to go after, but Tarasenko is a name that has been flying around Big from time. NHL Rumors Daily, who is the most trusted source in the game right now. This this unknown bat signal yeah, account. Now, it's crazy. He definitely he's on the on the ball. I mean, he has takes weeks in advance, weeks and weeks before the usual guys break the stories. He he tweeted about it and he usually goes back and quote tweets it and lets people lets the people know but i mean like he deserves the recognition i mean the dude has scoops weeks in advance it's crazy yeah and people could stay getting on his shit saying like oh look at him bragging attention seeking i'm like dude this guy is literally the best in the game right now and he's doing it all for the love of it like he does not he's not getting paid right now and he has he doesn't even have a lot like too many followers 40, he should 42, have way more thousand. he has yeah. forty two thousand. he doesn't make a penny off of it he does it for the love of doing it i mean i respect it man like because he could be making like if he went out came out with his name and like who he was I, he could definitely get a job but like i'm i respect that he's holding holding it holding it down waiting for that big offer to come for sure because he's definitely starting to climb up the ranks i mean he's getting scoops way before the big guys dude so definitely can't ignore what he's saying now there's been a little turmoil between him and the big guys. I love it. Yeah, a little bit. A little back and forth. I'll read what he said today um, about 
No, that was, was that yesterday? Was yesterday the 17th? Yeah, yesterday. He tweeted this out yesterday. Tarasenko being left unprotected isn't a complete shocker. I guess Seattle Kraken could take, but trade is the most possible outcome with him. I am told one interesting name on the trade list of Flyers. They've been looking into it. So far, no traction, but it could be revisited. And then I saw... Then he quote tweeted that and says, With both JVR and Voracek unprotected, attention turns in Seattle Kraken being a broker for a Tarasenko deal for the first uh, for the time being. Multiple teams involved, but I'm told again that the Flyers are interested in working on things. So anytime that he's... I mean, he had Ellis like a week ago. I remember he quote tweeted a tweet and was like, If the Flyers are going to be looking at anything other than Jones, it's Ellis. And now here we are celebrating a Ryan Ellis trade. So... Yeah, we definitely have to take what this guy's... Like, anytime he mentions the Flyers, it's usually happening or close to happening or... You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I want to touch on Tarasenko for a quick second. How do you feel about it? Because it's obviously a gamble move. I, I'm okay with doing it if it's like a Voracek kind of swap or if we're sending Voracek to Seattle and then we're sending a pick to somewhere else so they take Voracek and then we get Tarasenko back. But I'm not trading like anything of crazy value for him like, i still think tarasenko could come back I me mean, three shoulder surgeries on the same shoulder is nothing to mess around with i mean i know he's 100 percent healthy but if he like is then yeah i mean i'm down for it dude yeah i mean that'd be awesome could you imagine tarasenko on the wing with Giroux? i mean we need a, we talked about a guy who just shoots the puck for Giroux. i mean he's it he's that sniper that we've been missing yeah man even even if he is just that power play specialist like how we were saying him and stamkos coming off of injuries but recovering their even strength play hasn't been the best, but the shot never leaves, so they're obviously going to be good mm-hmm. on the power play. Um, yeah, man, I, I really don't know how I feel about it. I feel like I go so back and forth. Me in too. The, in the end, I think I would be okay with it, and I think I would want it. But uh, there definitely is a little bit of pause, of course. Yeah, I mean, there has to be a little bit of pause. Three three straight soldier surgeries on the same shoulder isn't good. The fact that he wants nothing to do with the Blues medical staff, I mean, that's kind of crazy. He only makes 7-5, but... I mean, we'll see. It's a lot of contract to take on, and what Chuck is so obviously doing, trying to get these get these big contracts off the books with Voracek, JVR, and Ghost all being exposed to Seattle. So we'll see. I could see it if it's like a Voracek swap, though. You know, just a one for one kind of player. Maybe Tarasenko needs a new place to play or a fresh reset, maybe like Patrick did, and the Voracek the same connection. kind of way. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. I like the fact that the Flyers are involved. Um, I like the fact, like like you said, I like the way Chuck is treating this this off season. He's not fucking around. I mean, Ryan Ellis straight off the bat, and then he goes into a little hibernation. It's pretty funny to me. I kind of like it though. Like, and then the Flyers tweet out that gif of uh, Chuck Fletcher of him being like a little. <laughs> did you see that? Him like, yeah. I don't even know how to explain what the the gif was, but it was a little pettiness from the Flyers front office, which I love because he makes the trade and then. Obviously, we can't do anything until, I think, the 22nd. So, it's kind of funny. It's ironic. Shall we open up the mailbags? We have a lot. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right. Our, our boy Stowe starts it off. The Flyers still need a goalie. Who do you guys think could work out nicely in a 1B kind of role? I know you have uh, Olmark in mind, right? Yeah, I did talk about him a couple of times. Drager's getting a ton of a ton of traction seattle is apparently all in on him so he would be really nice um halak is going to be a free agent in boston i know we'll see how open he is to uh to backing up a 22 year old I'm that's one where I'd, I'd be interested me too because dude he i feel like he always locks always, up the flyers dude always. he's the guy who robbed frost the preseason remember that and then he i think he robbed Farabee too in the same game 
Dude, I, he's always robbing people, always. even in regular season games. I'm, I'm like, fuck this guy, seriously. Hey, there's a couple of uh, little goalie prospects, but, I mean, Reimer is always an option. We'll see with him. We'll see where he goes if he resigns. Um, Freddie Anderson, I don't know where he's going to go, but I, I would want to think Freddie Anderson wants to start somewhere, no? Yeah, definitely, especially with um, what he's been through with the Leafs. Like, he, he's put that team on his back at times Yeah, so with, that, with the lackluster defense they've had. Yeah. He should go somewhere with a nice defense where he could get a good workload, honestly. What, uh, Freddie Anderson? Yeah. For sure. I could see him being a nice little addition in Carolina, but we'll see oh my where that God. goes, right? Carolina is, is literally just one good goalie move away from being so scary, bro. Carolina pisses me off because Carolina can, like, is cool. Obviously, they're not cool with losing Dougie Hamilton, but, they're, like, they're, they can afford it. I mean, they're going to lose him. But it's kind of crazy that they're still going to be a very good team, even though they just lost Dougie Hamilton, and he's not going to be back there. Do you think he goes back there? Uh, no. Me too. Nah. Me we'll see. I don't know. It, it seems could. like Chicago is really intrigued with him and Jones. I'm, I'm interested to see if they get one of those two. Um, who else has, has been in on Hamilton, really? I At did, least, like, chomping like you at the said, bit. Um, I, I, I did see I, – honestly, I don't know. It's actually been pretty close to the chest. I know Seattle – Obviously, they have permission to talk to him before any other team can, and I'm sure that they're definitely going to be checking in on on that situation. And if they do wind up signing him, that counts for the pick for Carolina in the expansion draft, which I'm sure Carolina is kind of hoping – not hoping for, but, I mean, if that's the way they can – they have to lose him without losing anybody else, I'm sure they'd like it. You know what I mean? Agreed. Our boy Luke says – what is the biggest positive that Ryan Ellis will bring to the team? I think Danny hit on the head uh, earlier in the episode. I just uh, He's a good player, but just the way he's going to come in and kind of stabilize things the way Niskanen did, I think that is huge. I think it's going to really help Provorov. I think it's really going to help Sanheim. Uh, hopefully York makes the team out of camp and he's on a third-pairing kind of sheltered role with, with Braun or another veteran defenseman. We'll see what Chuck does, but... He's just going to stabilize things, Luke. It's going to be really fun to watch Flyers play defense again. I mean, me and Danny love defense. Kimo Timonen is one of the reasons why I fell in love with the game of hockey and defense. So, kind of reminds me of like a, a little bit more skilled team, Kimo Timonen. I mean, they were both 30 years old. We traded for them. Both were in Nashville. It's kind of, it's kind of funny, but he's going to stabilize the defense, Luke. It's going to be fun, man. Chuck Fletcher preaching at the press conference like this really and i said this before the episode it's really caught my eye when he mentioned that he said he's one of the best puck movers in the mm-hmm. game right now in the game and he's included forwards defensemen he's just he's just saying he his ability his iq to move the puck and see the game and he plays on the pk too so he's going to be added on there another guy yeah i mean justin braun i don't think he was bad last year i mean i i've been on on record saying i actually thought he was pretty good given how bad the defense was but i mean you take him out of the pk second pk uh pair and then add ellis instead of him i mean you get better there um it's gonna be a lot of puck movers on the on the flyers defense i mean cam york that's one of the that's one of his best traits moving the puck out of his zone. ellis is one of the best in the league at it and it's gonna be fun watching the flyers break out of their zone something that we've been screaming about for the past season they just can't do it but they're gonna be a lot better this year i think with full training camp with actual practices now i think we're going to see a lot better breakouts than we did last year. And that's the start of everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. And to your point, like, like more, part. More, that all ties into just more stabilization. Like, penalty mm-hmm. kill, 
everything locker and, room yeah the biggest thing is is playoff experience playoff pedigree like yeah, this he's guy been there yeah in the finals too it faced adversity all those years nashville was good like i remember just watching that guy like damn i want a player like that i want him on my team yeah. and to have him on my team now that's exciting yeah 16 17 when nashville went deep to the cup um five goals eight assists 13 points in 22 games and he was a huge part of that run so he's healthy now full off season Uh, i'm so excited to see this guy i wonder what number he's gonna wear whether it's gonna be 44 or if they give that to cam he's not gonna be four so yeah i'm excited to see him cams and potentially frost new numbers going into the year little little thing to be excited about i've said that for a while now i want Frost to be 26 so we'll if he's still here, if they don't wind up trading him for a big piece, I definitely want to see him in 26. I know that's a weird thing to be, like, keeping up on, but <laughs> want to see it. Like, Fairby changed his number, and that was such a good move, 49 to 86. Like, couldn't stand that 49. 86 is nice, too. Yeah. Um, Tim Younghands. Timmy. His, yo, his name is so funny right I now. I know. It, it, Tim Younghands, hashtag Chuck Fox, bro. <laughs> that's so funny, bro. bro. Just, you know what the funny thing about all like seeing t- how Twitter has just fallen back in love with Chuck? I love it, dude. Everybody's on Cloud Nine. All of Twitter is in unison right now. It's good to see because for so long it was just I, I I didn't even want to go on Twitter for so long. So it's nice to not cringe when I hop on Twitter again. It's nice that people are happy. Oh yeah, it's definitely a good time in Flyers Twitter right now. His he says, My question for you guys is how pumped are you right now? Beers will be flowing Wednesday. That's all I gotta say. We will be together. I'm, 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 I'm personally. I think Wednesday is gonna be a huge day for this franchise. I think it's gonna be one step into the door to a new era. Honestly, I think some shit's gonna go down Wednesday. Um, I think Chuck's got something up his sleeve. We said it in that press conference. Didn't want to read into it too much on a Zoom conference, but on in the middle of July. But he looked weird. He looked like he was hiding like holding something close to the chest and then a day later we get a Ryan Ellis trade. So I think Chuck's gotten something up his sleeve. He's got a plan, Danny. He's got a plan and he's sticking to it. And I think we we saw a little bit of rumors when this trade went down that oh the that, that spot opens up. It's gonna be JVR and that quickly got shot down. It was NAK. He's so obviously trying to get one of these contracts off the books. He's trying to get some cap spaces to go do something. I don't know what it is, Danny. But he's doing. And something. dude, that's just what we've been saying. And he's like, I hate to sound something. like a broken record, but we we had to say that for weeks when everyone was complaining. We were like, dude, yeah. he's not just gonna after the year we just had with like, if he has another bad year, he's, his job's on the line. Like, are you, he's not just gonna sit there and do nothing all off season. Whether the moves that he was going to make this off season were good or bad is another discussion. He was going to make something like some moves this offseason you know what i mean like whether or not they were good bad in the middle whatever he was going to do something and i think the first move he made was pretty fucking good i mean i'm on board our boy adam says looking forward to it gonna be a great week of flyers podcasting let the beers flow absolutely brother connor flow how would y'all fill out the other pairs and which depth pieces would you guys add i like this question great question you wanna go first? Yeah, how would I fill out the other pairs? I guess that's an interesting question. Uh if Ellis is already the penciled in Provrov yeah. partner, I don't know, Sandheim Braun? Nah. Or I maybe mean, 
I think it's going to be Provorov, Ellis, I think Sandheim, and then I think it's going to be somebody else that he brings in via free agency or trade, and then I think he's going to go to try to do York Braun as your third pairing. But if that that's if he doesn't get rid of the ghost contract. If he can't get rid of the ghost contract, then maybe we see something. I don't know. Maybe he That starts... defense could be looking really nice, dude. Could... Well, get one more nice depth piece, and that, that dude, York Braun... I don't know if, like, I don't want to go pair. into the season penciling York in as the third-pairing defenseman right away because I don't want to make the same mistake we did last year with putting a little bit too much pressure on on young defensemen. But I really do think he would be fine in that kind of role. Um, yeah, whether or I, not... could, I could be off base. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. could be off base with this, but York has just been shattering every expectation of him so far. And we already know college guys come in the league with just a little bit more ready than the rest, and he had AHL experience. Man, I really think if he comes in with the right mindset, he he has a chance to actually be, maybe not a difference maker, but a, a contributor for this team. For sure. Well, Chuck Fletcher and Brent Flair in that press conference a couple of days ago on Zoom, they said something about Cam York that like multiple times now. That's kind of caught my caught my attention. And those three games that he played, I know AV said when those three games were going on that he really was going to look into it. But it kind of seems like the GM and the assistant GM did look into it a little bit. They, they both were saying that the three games that Cam York got is going to help him this offseason to, to work on the things that Cam York knows that he needs to work on to make it to the NHL. So I think they gave him that three games. They told him, hey, go play these three games. You're going to get all three. Go see what you need to work on in the offseason, whether that's add a little bit more weight, a little bit add a little bit more agility, whatever that you need to do to make the team next year as a third-pairing sheltered kind of role go do it and now that he now he knows what he needed to work on in this offseason so now he's going to come into the training camp ready to go i i I really do think that he is going to be that third pairing defenseman on the left side sheltered role maybe a quarterback in the second power play unit maybe not the first one right off the bat but i definitely think cam york can be a contributor in in a limited role this year for sure whether whether or not that's in the beginning right off the bat or if they keep Ghost and put him in that role until York is 100% ready, then they find, finally find a way to get Ghost out, move that 4.5, and then put an ELC contract that can probably do the same thing, if not better than Ghost, in the same spot. Yeah, I think Cam York can be a good contributor to this team next year for sure. I'm starting to get excited, and I'm starting to get drugged back in because the thought of the fact that he's not done – and he's not he wants to open up cap space and he wants to make more moves. And I'm thinking about a heart bounce back year. And I'm thinking about a, a TK showing up again this year. Fair be getting better. Frost getting a full season. Provrov have to think he's going to get better. Provrov's just going to be a little bit more comfortable. He's going to be able to jump up in the play like we saw him do so many times in that 1920 season. He's just going to be a lot more comfortable knowing he's got Ryan Elvis behind him backing his shit up. So. It's going to be fun, bro. I'm already starting to talk myself into the Flyers being a, a really good team next year. We're so far from being done. Still need to back up. Nice still need that second pairing, uh, that second pair of defensemen. I don't know what he's going to do with that. But could you imagine if he goes out and gets like Savard to sign a nice little deal to, to slot with Sandheim, a nice little physical defensive defenseman to, to give Sandheim the same kind of freedom that Provorov is going to get with Ellis? Ugh. I'd be all in at that point, man. Savard's going to want money, though. Yeah, Savard or, like, another guy I've been seeing, especially Tim Younghands just mentioned here on this thread, Martinez. Um, we have more questions about this second and third pairing D, so I'll just get them out of the way because we're already covering it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what So hype, let's fucking go from Bleed Orange and Black. What are you gents' thoughts on the other second and third D now? 
solving from within or getting another guy? And what are your expectations for the first 20 games? Yeah, so the, the the second pairing defenseman, I mean, I think they can go a lot of different ways. I mean, Savard, obviously, that's a, it's a everyone's going to say Savard, but he's gonna, probably going to want some money. Um, I wouldn't mind looking at Manson over there in uh, Anaheim. Um, Cern, uh, Chernak, Tampa's got to do something with this cap. they got to let some good players go. I mean, they already let Barkley Goudreau go for like a seventh-round pick, and he was so good in the playoffs for them. Maybe they can take advantage of that. Uh, Cernak, if they don't give up Cernak, maybe you could take advantage of Ryan, I mean, Ryan McDonough. I mean, that would be awesome, but I don't think they're going to give him up. There are a lot of options, man. How would you feel about Ristolainen and as like a second pair defenseman? Because I know a lot of people were against him as being like the answer next to Provorov, which I agree with. I don't think he's a, a top pairing guy, but how yeah, do you not. feel about him maybe coming in there, playing maybe in a third pairing role, and maybe Brom plays with Sandheim instead of... Uh, instead of him yeah i'd be open to that yeah absolutely uh he's a hot topic in flyers twitter he is you either you either love him or you hate him it seems like but um yeah like you said not in a top pairing role doesn't take too much to get him i wouldn't be against it and another guy that we were talking about before was um Suter. and the prospects yes. is he's not going to be having to be paid a lot and the chuck fletcher connection chuck is the guy who got him paid big time so he, you have to think that they they have a good relationship, and um, it's definitely one that we've thought about. Like, are the Flyers gonna look into that? We'll see. I mean, Ristolainen makes five four, so I don't know if Chuck's gonna want to take on that kind of money to add that kind of player. So, I don't know. We'll see. Nicholas, uh, I don't know. I always butcher his name, Danny. You know how to say it. Nicholas Hollison. He used to play for Chicago. Yalmerson? Yeah, I always butcher that guy. Um, I wouldn't mind him at all. I think he'd be a great second pairing defenseman with Pro uh, with uh, Sandheim, um, Jason Demers. But I mean, he's bottom of the barrel for me. Uh, Ian Cole, Adam Larson's about a resign in Edmonton for like three nine, I think, for the next four years. Which I mean, I would have took Adam Larson in that little second pairing role for Sandheim for three nine. Uh, Alec Martinez, we talked about how he played in the playoffs with a broken foot and still played really well. Still paid top pairing minutes for them. I mean. He'd be a great addition. There are a lot of options. I think Brandon Montour over there in Florida, if he don't resign. I don't actually don't know. Do you know if he resigned over there? I could just be talking about a guy who already resigned there. Couldn't tell you, to be honest. Tyson Barry so. in a little second pairing role, I wouldn't mind, but he's more of an offensive guy than he is a defensive guy. So I think that would just be adding kind of the same player with him and Sandheim. So I think they'd kind of be a mess, but we'll see. Yeah, I think there's a lot of options. And then you always have the. The possibility of Chuck going out and grabbing the guy that nobody was talking about and nobody suspected. So absolutely, like couple. Ellis. I mean, we saw a couple little rumors about him, but nothing of. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was nothing. Like, we, I feel like Most we were talking about it. January. Yeah, it was nothing of actual. Like, oh my god, we have to pay attention to this more. It was more of a just like a little rumor on Twitter for a couple of a couple of weeks, and then it turns into a trade it happened real quick i just feel like nobody was talking about it in like any kind of detail it just kind of happened so that's why i said i think someone in columbus just leaks stuff dude because anything involving columbus comes out so fast but this deal didn't happen seattle's holding stuff close to the chat i haven't heard a peep about anything over there it's like if they're taking any i feel like with vegas like didn't we already know like some of the players that they were already thinking about taking and stuff a couple days before or am i just thinking of random shit yeah, yeah, it's some in some regard. They're, they're holding their their info close to the chest. Maybe they're about to do something crazy over there. I don't know, but 
We'll see. Chris Mayer says, let's go, Chris. boys. Let's go, Chris. Big Yoin says, Chuck has done it, boys. Beers, beers, and more importantly, beers. Yes. This guy gets it, man. He does get it. That's my <laughs> boy. Jack Connell. Jack. What is the next step for the Flyers in free agency after getting a top defenseman? Ooh. That's interesting. Yeah, definitely. We're not, think... we're not talking about the most important. We're talking about the next step. Backup goalie, I think, is the next step. Or getting yeah. rid of a ghost contract. I mean, obviously, expansion drafts in a couple of days, but I think a backup goalie is the next move. Yeah, or it might just be the next actual step. Well, I got in free agency. Nah. I was going to say get rid of Voracek, but that wouldn't be next step in free agency. So, yeah, backup goalie. I'd have to agree with you on that. I mean, honestly, he can't really do anything until the expansion draft. So, the next step is going to be whatever he does there. Whatever player that gets picked is the next step. And then whatever, then we'll go from there. Because he can't sign anybody. He can't trade anybody. All the rosters are frozen except for can't talk to anybody. Seattle is the only one that's allowed to talk to Dougie Hamilton right now. Ryan Conway goes, what else do the Flyers need to do to have you guys confident in the team's direction? And what Drew responded to it with the gif of the rock saying, yeah, shut, shut up, up bitch. bitch. Yeah, I saw that. I, I fucking love Drew. You, you can take that one. Um, What else do they need to do to have me confident in the team's direction? See, I, I'm actually already confident in the team's direction. Because oh, I, wow. Shocker I, there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think they need to... This, this Ellis move was the move to make me feel like this team was going in the direction I thought they needed to go. For sure. So this is just the first domino to fall in the offseason, so I'm already confident. As long as Chuck just continues to to do put his plan into place, uh, the confidence will remain. See, this question made me think about this. Kevin Hayes is getting, already got abdominal well, groin surgery, the same kind of surgery that Goss, and Drew had all those years ago. And they both, Drew and Ghost, both came back and didn't have the best years. They didn't look themselves until the next year. I'm looking at this. The Flyers need a 3C. Do they just plop Hayes as the 3C next year? Don't expect too much from him. Reel your expectations back because he is coming back from that surgery. And dudes usually aren't the same from it. And then go get a 2C. Like, is that what's going to happen? Is that how Chuck's looking at it? Or is he just looking at it as, we'll play Hayes in the 2C, and then I'll just go out and get a 3C? Because you have the possibility of Frost playing 3C. But I tweeted out today, I think he's better better off starting as a winger. I mean, he hasn't played hockey consecutively since before COVID hit. I mean, he was playing in the AHL. Yeah, just let him, like, get his scoring touch. Let him play the wings and get less scoring responsibility, chances. Less responsibility, yeah. Uh, less responsibility than he would be if he was playing center. Um I think they need to go out and go get a center. Personally, no, I agree. I agree. I was thinking about it today when I when I started to think deeper about the Tarasenko yes. thing. I was like, do we really want to put all of our chips on on a forward acquisition and on a winger when when we know we're gonna have just a, a little bit of uh, question marks at the center position this year? Big time. I, I agree. I, I think it should be a center. But the question is, which one? See, the thing I keep seeing the not, the not, the not, but the not's gonna want money, and I don't think. No, yeah, the reason why he's leaving is because he wants to get paid. Yeah, and I don't th- like we're. First of all, I don't, I'm not comfortable giving Denault the kind of money that he's probably going to want. And then I don't think, I don't think he needs to make that kind of move. You just need to get a nice three C in here. And I don't like Denault's going to want money, money. And I don't think we're going to be. I don't think Chuck's going to want to do that. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I really don't have one guy in particular. Like with the defensemen, I was like Jones, Dumba, or Ellis. I don't really have a center in mind that I, I'm like shipping for hard right now. 
maybe that will change once I see some rumors open up. I wouldn't mind Tyler Bozak as my 3C, but, I mean, we'll see. There's going to be a... Like I said, I think Chuck has options up his sleeve that nobody's talking about, including me and you. So, Jay Brad, Justin Bradley, how do you guys feel about icing? <laughs> Dude, they keep talking about that in the fucking group chat. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. A- icing is their, like, go-to, like... I don't yeah, know, rule to, to make fun of or something. I guess so. But, uh, I said it in the group chat. Like, uh, like I get fun, it. Yeah. Icing, oh, it's hilarious. Like, I said it. Icing's annoying. I get it. But it's not annoying when you're playing hockey and there's a dude who thinks he's like Mitch Marner and he's sitting on your end of the ice just waiting for the puck to be dumped because you're not playing icing in offsides. And then, like, that's what happens. And I'm not... Just cherry pickers, like, just that's why icing's a thing. Cherry pickers. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't Nikol- know if they're serious about this shit, but Nikolai Zheridev kind of guys. The dudes would just sit at the blue line and wait for the play to come the other way. Like that's yeah. what would, dudes would be doing. Like, McCormick. Off, offsides is more annoying than icing, in my opinion. I fucking. Oh no, that that one needs whistles. a little tweaking. I'm all right. I'm glad that they did the um thing where your skate can be <laughs> yeah, above the line. That 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 was much well needed. Kevin McCormick goes, if all NHL mascots were forced to compete against each other, Hunger Games style, where would Gritty place? First, dude, that's not even a question. Yeah. He knows the kind of answer that he was going to get there. I, I, I thought about it for a second, and I was like, the guy in that suit, or girl, whoever's in that suit, they're a savage. <laughs> yeah. They're a different breed, and yeah, I don't want to see them in the Hunger Games. Drew goes, I filed my tax return <laughs> in April and still haven't gotten it back yet. Can you find out where that money is and let me know? That response, funny. yeah, your response had me in tears. That was funny yeah. as shit. Gotta subscribe to our, that, to get our finance podcast. See, the worst thing about all of this, and I'm not saying there was anything bad about this Ryan Ellis trade, but what sucks about it is the fucking freeze that happens. I mean, Ryan Ellis is the only thing that we have to talk about. Now, I don't mind talking about Ryan Ellis, but I wish it was like followed by a couple more moves and not... A protection list and then having to wait till Wednesday for the draft. When the draft, I know damn well Seattle could be ready for the draft tomorrow if they really wanted to. How much? Tell me, like, these lists are a complete shocker to Seattle as if they weren't already probably 98% right with the lists. Probably got a couple of these names wrong, a couple surprises here and there, but these dudes have been studying for the last year. You don't think, like, they're ready. I gotta wait till Wednesday now, bro. I know. These next two days are gonna be grueling. Grueling. Absolutely grueling. I just want to get to Wednesday. I just want to get to the live stream. I want to get to the moves that Chuck's going to make. I mean, there's something up his sleeve, Danny. I feel it. There's something in the air, bro. And I need a Ryan Ellis jersey. I need I, I need to know what number he's going to get. I need to know. I'm back on board. Let's go. Absolutely. Jamie Martinez with our final question. Boy, Jamie. And this just came in. What will it take for the Flyers to change the goal song back to Duke? <laughs> but really, now that Ellis is ours, do you think Martinez is out of the question? Jamie, I see you under the Flyers post. Every post that they've been tweeting over the summer, you've been underneath of it. Just hashtag bring Duke back. It just has me has me crying. It's funny as shit. No, I, I don't, mean, I feel him, though, dude. I don't I think want, we're, I want Duke back bad. I don't think we're out on Martinez just because we got Ellis. No. I think Chuck's going to make another move in the middle. Oh, yeah, that's the beauty of this. If you get Voracek and Ghost off and still have all your picks, dude, like you, you, like I said, you're going to the sandbox. It's like you're going to the I, NHL GM mode sandbox. I don't know if this was straight from N- NRD, but I did see something on Twitter. It was, uh, I don't know, what was it him or somebody else? I forget. But the possibility of trading 
Voracek's contract for Tarasenko's contract, and then sending, and then it's like Seattle being the broker, and then sending Seattle the first or something like that. I mean, if something like that happens, man, I'm showing up to your house with a case. Anything like that <laughs> happens, dude. Seriously, like JVR gets taken, Voracek gets taken. We get that money off the books, and he's able to go out and get a guy. Uh, showing up to your house with thirty pack of Miller High Life beers will be flowing. Bro, I I just. With the way I know, I don't know how much input Hackstall is really gonna have in this whole thing. I'm but sure he has input, bro. He's the fucking coach. They hired him for a reason, you know. Yeah, he's the coach of a brand new team. Yeah, like being they built with a new foundation. So yeah, he definitely has some input. <laughs> but like leaving both of those guys unprotected, like a lot of people are like, oh, he's probably just gonna like snag Hague or something. But like, I don't know, man. He did not like those young guys when he was here. You know what I'm saying? He he liked the vets. He might he might just take one of them. We'll see. I mean, um, there's so many possibilities. I I had a yeah, nightmare that we turned around. That he turned Ron Francis turned around despite all the conversations that he's been having with, with Chuck Fletcher and just took like Braun or Hag or something like that. I was like, ah, uh, just leaves us with the, leaves us with the, those contracts. Yeah, but Chuck did say he was still gonna have a legit yeah. attempt to move. I do. Check. And now we're talking about that. Let me read you a couple of those quotes from Snow the Goalix. And I don't know if you listened to that podcast. They did a great job, a great interview with Chuck. Um, it was cool seeing that. Con- I mean, Chuck gave more info in that interview with uh, Snow the Goalie than he did in that Zoom. Yeah, like what is it about like anybody who goes on a podcast? They just they just open up more, bro. Hey, I respect it. it. I like anybody it. in any sport, really. We got some good quotes from people it. just go to talk. And Chuck's, uh, I know, I know. Even, like, hockey players, too, when they, when they go on spitting chicklets, they open up a little bit more, too. Yeah, you see, like, oh, these guys actually have a personality, and they're yeah. fun, and they're Funny. honestly marketable. They're, mm-hmm. They are marketable. They just they just hide behind the get pucks deep, play full 60. Like, <laughs> um, but Kucherov, love him. Dude, his drunk... <laughs> <and> <laughs> <laughs> I that's saw how you, we do it. That's how... Dude, look at this. It's amazing. Look at this. <laughs> oh, it's unreal. Unreal. It's, uh, yeah, you sound like a meal. Yeah, I know. I do it pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> if could you imagine if he was a flyer? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we talked about it. Could like if he was a flyer and he was given these kind of interviews, I'd have a statue of him in the middle of my fucking living room, dude. I really would. I, oh, he's be, bred for Philly, that guy. Dude, oh, oh he my god, would be a legend in Philly, dude. Are you kidding me? People were like, oh, he'll never, he'll never uh, tap into Alex Ovechkin's Stanley Cup parade. Like, and, I mean, he's pretty close to it, dude. Like. That dude is having a really good time, back to back cups. I mean, he, he yeah, he'd be a legend here. Dude, Kucherov just might be the best Russian player of all time when it's said and done. Oh, watch your mouth. It has watch to be your said. Mouth. Two cups comes back off of an injury, lights up the playoffs again, and then basically tells everyone to fuck off on the interviews after. That's badass. He did. Man. He did. He gets two cups. It took Alex Ovechkin so long to get the first one. I know it's a team sport, especially hockey. It's yeah. very, very team oriented. You cannot. We are. We say this about Giroux all the time. You cannot pin it on a fucking one player is the reason why you didn't win a cup. Mm. But uh, dude, Kucherov's different. He's so yeah, different. Yeah, he is. I, I feel like I, I can't say he's underrated because he's not underrated. He's properly. Everyone knows he's a superstar, mm-hmm. but but because of how good I, Drysaddle and McDavid are, I don't think like this guy's so good, dude. He's so good, like he's the best the in the league type good. It just so happens that there's two generational players playing for the Oilers as well right now. And then it also so it happens that there are dudes that who play with Kucherov who aren't too bad themselves. Like he's not, he's definitely the best on that team, but yeah. it's not very far. I mean, he got Hedman right on his best ass. defenseman, best goalie, best like right winger, best it's insane, best young center. Like, well, 
The third yeah. C was what? Anthony Sorelli? Or something? Or, yeah. or for, like, it's I think you brought up to me the other day. You were like, what if the Flyers just went out and got a guy like Anthony Sorelli at, at 3C? To oh, are you kidding oh, me? Oh, my God. If, 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 if we had a third line of Morgan Frost, wait, no, Morgan Frost, Anthony Sorelli, and Wade Allison, uh, are you kidding me, dude? And then a fourth line of, of I know Lawton. I, Lawton as a 4C, I think it was, is a perfect fit. Like, I think he... That's maximizing long at, at three million dollars a year. I think that's where he belongs, but obviously he can play wherever. Yeah, uh, but how would you feel about a three million dollar player being a fourth liner, like just the whole entire time? If you know, if the roster around it allows it, I feel like uh, I mean I'm I'm cool with it. Like I, I think Scott Scott Lawton's one of the would be one of the best fourth liners fourth line centers in the league at that point. Like if if he's playing four C for us. Fucking with it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I guess my frustration is just stemming from the fact that I, if we could have gotten a first for him, I, I wanted to get a first for him. We could have got. Yeah, we could have got. I mean, Chuck said it. That's another one thing I wanted to talk to you about. Um, oh yeah, Snow yeah, he did. He did bring up Lawton. He did. I did it, see that. He uh, he basically admitted he was he he said he Scott was either getting traded or Scott was getting signed, and he said it's something that me and you talked about when it first happened, he said that Scott came down with his price a little bit. And then Chuck gave him the extra year that gave Scott a little bit more security and Scott deserves it. He's been a, a pillar for the organization for a very long time. He's a hell of a guy. Great in the locker room. He definitely deserved that fifth year. Um, but like, yeah, Scott came down on his 3 million um, on, on his AAV a little bit. And then Chuck gave him that extra year and they, they found a deal and he didn't get traded. So that's what happened. I don't mind. Like we talked about it, like, we were cool with either with either option with Scott Law, and whether that was moving him for assets or or signing him to a nice little contract. Either way, I was cool with it. It went the latter route. I'm fine with it. Uh, I still think that contract's movable if you eventually want to look at moving Lawton for something because three million dollars for a Scott Lawton type player. I mean, teams would be calling Chuck just like they were in the trade uh, trade deadline uh, a couple months ago. So. I want to have a nice little sit-down conversation about Wade Allison for a second here because mm-hmm. he's a guy I've been seeing talked about recently in Flyers Twitter, and one point I've been seeing a lot of people make is, like, how much stock can you put into the handful of games he's played towards the end of the year? I saw people saying you, you can't pencil him in to be, like, a 20-goal scoring. I like agree that with all. that. What, what are your expectations for Wade Allison going into next year, and what do you think he could be? Like, his ceiling, I should say, going into next year. I think the whole point that people, like, when they're trying to, when they're saying that, they're trying to make the point of, let's not go into this season penciling him in as scoring 20 goals. Like, he could could definitely do it. I think he might. But I don't want to go into the season thinking that Wade Allison is going to be scoring 20, 25 goals and then not doing anything. I, I want to add talent around him. And then if he winds up scoring twenty goals, then you got a twenty goal scorer as your third line winger. You know what I mean? Like I understand people like, let's go out, let's get a, a scoring winger who's proven himself in the league time and time again, and not pencil in a kid that hasn't scored more than fifteen goals even in college in a season. Like he hasn't scored twenty goals anywhere, and we're gonna pencil in him in scoring twenty goals in the NHL his first full year. Like I don't want to make the same mistake that we made with the young kids last year. We penciled in. Phil Myers to be a number two defenseman with Provorov and didn't go out and get anybody to help. And then we saw what happened. We just gave, we put too much stock into these young kids, 
Now, that's not saying that these young kids can't develop into anything, but I think we need to just put them in, in the correct spot. And I think Wade Allison as like a third-line winger is a perfect place for him to start. And if he starts producing and he starts score, scoring at a 25-goal pace, then he could play up in the lineup. And then whoever you went out and got can play down in the lineup. Whatever it goes, you know what I mean? Like, let's go into the season not – let's go into the season adding talent. And then if prospects that we think could be good, like Frost and Allison, start producing the way we actually think they can, then that just adds so much more value. And then you turn into a really good team, a really dangerous team. Agreed. Wade Allison brings so much energy – Brings. I honestly think he he would be a great playoff performer once we got to like that that me hidden too. depth playoff performer that's just gonna show up. Wade Allison reminds me of one of those guys that like like the Penguins would show up out of, like on the Penguins out of nowhere. Just like this dude that's just playoff performer can fill in with high talented guys and just bury goals. Got um, a hell of a shot. I mean, he's he got has... a max for getting to the net, getting to the areas where the puck's gonna be. He plays an NHL that. game. I mean, that's like the most. I know it's a cheesy thing to say. I mean, for NHL, people say it all the time. He plays an NHL game, but it's true. Like he, he, The kid plays hard every shift. He's got an NHL shot already. He's he's a great teammate. I mean, the way he fits in with the, the boys, he's always laughing, talking to guys on that bench. I mean, I think he's a great addition to the locker room. I just don't want to yeah, make the same. I just, yeah, great personality. I mean, we we met him at Dev Camp a couple years ago. He waved hi to us. Like, he seems like a very cool dude, a great locker room presence. But and I think he can actually be – a really good piece this year but i just don't want to make the same mistake i want to add let's add talent and then if that happens then great then we have that in our back pocket you know what i mean if morgan frost plays 82 games and, and he's actually who we think he can be then like that's just more depth and that's just more talent that you're adding on elc contracts you know what i mean so i'm excited yeah, you have for this to have season. to think like i'm really excited for fairy because he's the mm-hmm. one he's the guy that we penciled in and he even shattered the expectations that we penciled in for him like He's, he was that good. That's your year. guy too. I mean, my guy's Morgan Frost, and that Faraby was your guy. And how, how awesome is it to see him lead the team in goals as a 21 year old? I mean, that's the that's goals he was dude. scoring too. It was like, whoa, like, this kid's here, bro, and he's here now, this fast. Like that's kind of it was very exciting. The to watch second, him play. the second goal against the Islanders in his on his hat trick night, the sec like the one from the slot, I, that was when I was like, okay, there are no fans here. But if there were fans here, this entire building would be shaking. Like, that was a oh, I would have been in slammed the slot, in the stands, screaming. Top right cheese. I mean, that was a Kucherov type shot, bro. I mean, I'm so excited to see what he does in his. Like, he's 22 years old. 20. I think he's still what, is He's still 21. He's still our age. Yeah, I think he's 21. Just sickening, sickening how good that kid is. I'm so excited to see him. If Frost doesn't get moved, I'm so excited to see him finally play a full 82. Knock on wood, please do. Um, if he doesn't get moved, I'm excited for this year, man. York possibly being a nice little addition. Whoever Chuck goes and gets as that second pairing defenseman, if he goes and gets another scoring winger or a 3C, he's definitely not done yet. Yeah, it's very hard not to be excited about this team because you sit back and you look and you're like, all right, they're retooling the defense right now. It mm-hmm. might be in a spot where it looks good. If they get a good backup goalie and Hart plays well, that looks good. And then you look at the forwards, you're like, there ain't no slouches up here either. That looks pretty good. And it's like, I mean, taking out last year, the negativity of last year out of it, on paper, with with a 82-game season, fans in the stands, not playing the same seven teams every night, with a team that battled for a one seed just two years before, arguably getting better, I, I think there's reason to be excited. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a different team from that team for sure. Uh, can I read a quote to you real quick? Uh, this is what Chuck said, and I agree with him. Like, there are going to be moves that 
are going to happen beyond the expansion draft. Like, he's definitely not done yet, but this is what he said uh, that, that Snow the Goalie podcast. Uh, it really kind of caught my attention. I believe we're a better team than how we played, yet our record is what our record is. It is what it is. We have to decide what part of that season was a result of a pandemic or things that we could change or will change and how much of it is just we got to get better. And I mean, that's exactly what we've been saying. Like how much was like how much of the excuse really was the pandemic, and then in the same breath, how much is that is just the players that are here right now? Because he said this on that episode, the players that are here right now have to get better. They have to play better than they did last year. I mean, like you can change some stuff, and admittedly, like things are gonna be changed and moves will happen. But the guys that are gonna be here and were here last year have to be better. Bottom line, oh like, my they God. have they were, to be better. They are not that bad. We, bro, going into the year, national outlets had us penciled in as an Eastern Conference contender. Like the forwards have to back check. Like the forwards have to make themselves available in the neutral zone to break the puck out. Like there are so many things that need to change next year with guys that were already here and have been here that just need to be better. And I think it will happen. Hopefully, it will. I like the first move that he made. We'll see. It's nice to hear that him say that though. Oh, it is. Oh, I'm so excited. Everything that he's saying is exactly what we've been wanting him to say, wanting him to do. I'm just excited to get in a Wednesday expansion Me draft, too. get into the draft. Maybe we get a fun prospect. Maybe we get a good pick. Either way, we're going to be at development camp a couple weeks after that. And then, honestly, we should just go to the home opener For sure. and just get freaking slammed and have For a sure. great time. Yeah, we'll be there 100%. Um, speaking of the expansion draft, I'll read to you. Snow the goalie asked him, asked Chuck Fletcher, can you confirm that you've had conversations with Jake? And this is what Chuck said. He said, oh, definitely, definitely. I've had, de- I've definitely had those conversations with Jake. I've had a lot of conversations with Jake during the year. And look, there's no secret. He's getting a little bit older. He's got a big cap hit. And I think that any manager not doing their job, if they don't have conversations with players, he goes, you know, we have to look at different ways of getting better. Having said that, he's still tied for team lead in scoring. He's still a really good hockey player. So I think... I can see a lot of paths where Jake is still here and a part of our team next year and contribute, and there's still a path where he isn't. He said, I'm not trying to be vague. I don't know how things will play out with teams or with expansion, but like that's the way it is. And he goes, when you make that kind of money in a flat cap error, you're going to, you know, there are going to be conversations involved. You know, that's just the way it works. He said, Jake understands that. Jake understands that we just got to get better. I have to look at it every way to make us better, and he gets it. He loves Philly. The ultimate goal for Jake, where he would like to be back here, and things will go the way they go, but it may be the reality. Yeah, that's essentially like the the pulse that we got on it as well. You know, mm-hmm. it was like if he's he's obviously going to make a legit attempt, but if he feels like the right deal isn't on the table, he even said that he still believes Jake yeah. Voracek is still a top player sure. in the league, still a great he, player, and he is. It's it's just more about that contract than it is anything. It's, yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's about that eight point two. And Snow the Goalie did a great job with that interview. Chuck got, gave some great quotes, so it was really nice hearing him kind of open up to to Snow the Goalie and the fans. So it, it was nice. It was nice yeah, to see Yeah, I would that. like him to hop on more. <laughs> like For if sure. If he's going to be that open, like, yeah, go on it more. And talk to Jake throughout the season, too. I mean, that kind of caught my attention. I kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit. Yo, you were talking to him during the season as well? Gosh, yeah, that had that had me um thinking. You you know me, I'm always I'm always digging into to rabbit holes and stuff. And I was just thinking about the season we had last year and the conversations and the the weasel comments and Voracek being on edge. And I was just it was good. Yeah. It was a good piece of information for him to tell us that for sure. I, I like that he was like, I'm not trying to be vague because yeah. like Ron Hextall is the king of vague. Yeah. 
and it's nice to have a GM who who honestly gets shit done. I feel like everyone's been so scarred, like by us not making actual moves for so long that they never thought that this was gonna happen. Definitely but got shit done is. for Ellis. That's a that's a that's a that's a hell of a start to this off season. I'll tell you that much. It's a dude. If you would have told me that um, just a couple weeks ago when everyone was freaking out, I know. And I called you. I was like Ellis, and you were like, "What about him?" <laughs> It's like, nah, the Flyers didn't get him, no way. Chicago, Colorado, Boston, who got him? Yeah, who got like, him? Nah, the Flyers, and I was like, nah. nah. And then I'm like, for Patrick and Myers. I was like, no picks? No I know. picks at all. And people were like, oh, we didn't, have, we didn't have to give away that first round. Frost is still here. Like, none of that. Just take Myers and Patrick and be on your way. Thank you. Yeah, and Patrick's going to Vegas, so they and get Cody Glass. Cody Glass, yeah. Well, see, like, does he even crack that roster? It's a deep roster, bro. Interesting question. I'm gonna keep tabs on that. We'll see. Interesting question. Yeah, when, when the wait, are you referring to uh, Patrick mm-hmm. or yeah, Patrick. yeah, yeah? I was thinking that too. Vegas is such deep a deep roster. team, and they're like such a but they established need team. Yeah, they yeah they do need centers, but a, a part of me does wonder, like you, like how much patience are they gonna have for uh, a project? See, like, the thing is, like they gave up on not gave up on them, but. They traded Cody Glass, who was kind of in the same boat as Patrick, right? I mean, they're both kind of guys who didn't really live up to what they were drafted to be and, like, both needed a little bit of time. And then they just kind of took on another project and got rid of Cody Glass, who's kind of a project. But maybe Cody Glass just needs NHL games because I know they just kind of didn't play him there. It's kinda it, weird. Would, it would be so flyers if he goes there, carves out a role, and then they go on to have – because they're obviously in win-now mode. Go out and have a year where they win the cup, and then flyers Stop. Twitter's just melting down. Melting. Right? I, I, I think I'd delete the podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> It'd be bad. I mean, that's, It would be bad. That's worst-case scenario, bro. If they would be like, see, I told you. We saw it, and I doubted him. If, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, if you have a chance to, to trade Nolan Patrick and Phil Myers, two dudes who just bottom line weren't good last year for Ryan fucking Ellis, you do it. I, I'm i surprised Chuck didn't run to the league office to get that trade in, dude. Yeah, we were going to re-sign Nolan Patrick on his qualifying offer, and we ended up... Like, Justin it, Braun got two second... Not to cut you off. Got two second round picks when we traded for him, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> And we just got fucking Ryan Ellis for more uh, for Morgan for for Nolan Patrick and and Phil Myers, which I mean we've already talked about it, bro. But shout yeah. out Chuck Fletcher pouring one out for him tonight or whenever I decide to drink. Maybe Wednesday. Definitely gonna have a couple on Wednesday. Excited to get things going. Expansion draft soon. Definitely gonna be doing a live stream, right? Yep. Live stream. So tune into that. Stay tuned. Uh, pay attention to Twitter. Definitely gonna be tweeting about that. Don't know where we're gonna be doing it. Do you have any laser platform that you want to use? Oh, whichever prob- one, probably Twitch. Yeah, whichever one Drew or Victor tell us to use. Unless we could just set something up where we could just go live on our Twitter. That, that might be, cool. be a thing, but That'd I don't know cool. if that's like, like as fancy as Twitch would be, like with a setup, like an overlay yeah. or, or something like that. We'll, we'll see. We'll figure we'll it out. We'll see. All right. This was fun, and we should be back on Wednesday. Wednesday. But if, if we get too down on Wednesday, we, it might be Thursday. <laughs> if knows, if but... something goes crazy, if something crazy happens Wednesday, we gotta hop on. Yeah, even if, even to. if it's just for just to get that excitement out for sure and get off. If we're very intoxicated, you'll hear from us. Definitely. You'll hear from us. Um, follow us on all socials at the Liberty L. Follow me at T L Y Danny. Chris at Chris Stumps. Yes, sir. 
Um, and yeah, let's go get that expansion drift. Go floor.